Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, January the 10th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we are talking about habits to drop in 2021. But before we jump into today's episode, the podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day, and so should you. If you guys have heard me ramble on about Athletic Greens for like the last, I don't know, three years, and you still haven't tried it and you want to, shoot us a DM, send me an email, or fill out the contact page on the site. I'll have Monica ship you a pack right to your front door. And for you guys who are ready to jump on the train and try it, obviously the site is always athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. And right now, if you guys order it, we can hook you up with five free travel packs and a year free supply of vitamin D3. And honestly, the reason I take it is because it is the best tasting greens on the planet. It's not even close. But it's the one thing I will never not take, no matter like how busy I am. It's the easiest thing to do. I grab a pack, I rip it, I throw it in water, and I slam it. And if you're trying to cover the gaps in your nutrition because none of us can eat enough vegetables, this is the easiest way to do it. Literally, in one serving, you're talking like the antioxidant equivalent to probably 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. And again, they pack this thing with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients. So if you guys want a little bit better energy, the immune system support, I think, is ideal if you're talking gut health, digestion, brain function, which obviously, Lord knows I need that, this would be the thing I would take. If you could only spend money on one supplement, this would be the one I would spend the money on. So we try to hook you guys up as best we can. So if you're interested, obviously we can get you a free year supply of vitamin D3 and five free travel packs if you order. But if you're really on the fence about making an investment, hit us up and we'll send you a pack for free. Again, the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and you guys can always hit me up as well. And also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. It's what I take to go to sleep every single night. Specifically, I do take the Dream product, which is the CBD with the melatonin mix in there and the theanine. They put magnesium as well. Again, it naturally regulates the body's sleep cycle, so I don't wake up feeling hungover. I'm rested. Uh, it's not addictive. It's not habit-forming. Uh, it does not make you high either. you got to go you know, smoke some drugs for that, but it does help me sleep and I do feel it does help with the inflammation as well and so right now my homies over at Beam will hook you guys up with three free samples if you want to try it again no cost to you they literally ship it right to your front door Um, and we can always hook you guys up with 20% off anything on the site I take the dream product for sleep Uh, so does Heather Uh, I do like the tincture as well uh, the liquid form and she does use the salve um, on her soft tissue I'm just a fan of CBD in general and these guys do it right again 100% THC free so you won't fill your drug test but it will help you sleep better and feel better so <clears throat> excuse me if you guys are interested hit me up and we will hook you up with that as well so we're talking about habits to drop in 2021 heather came across this uh, piece uh, from the people over at fast company and so we wanted to drop it on all of you guys today that's right so i found this article on linkedin and just thought it was helpful for me uh, as I reflect on this past year and start to set goals for uh, 2021. And basically this whole episode is just how to, how to drop habits. And 
how to reflect on the past year, review your challenges that you faced, which I'm sure many of you out there, including myself, has faced a lot of challenges with everything that has been going on um, in the world. And it's also going to help you um, be hopeful for better days to come, which they will come. And it's obviously still taking more time. I don't want to say it can't get any worse because people keep saying that and then somehow some bullshit seems to show up. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm optimistic. Right. And me too. And we're already seeing positive signs um, in different areas. So just this article touches on just how to acknowledge the events of this past year and perhaps, you know, what we've learned as well as looking for better days in the future um, how to swap out bad habits in the new year. And um, there's six different habits that we'll go through. Uh, and I just want to start out with we, so we started our, we start our 47 day transformation tomorrow. And um, we have a goal setting workbook and some tools and resources in there. But something new that I wanted to focus on was journaling because I struggle with journaling. So I actually did this journal exercise this morning where I set the clock for 30 minutes, which I feel like is so long to write. But I was surprised to find out that I was able to write for the entire 30 minutes. If you just sit there in silence and you listen to your thoughts and you just put pen to paper and just start rolling with it. And uh, I thought it might be helpful to, sh- helpful to share how I did it in case you're out there and you want to do the same sort of exercise, which will help you review your habits. And also, uh, if you focus on the three R's, reflect, review, and refocus, and it will help you prompt you for goal setting in the new year. Um, and so basically what you do is you just set the, the timer for 30 minutes and go somewhere in your home or somewhere peaceful and you, a couple, let me pull them up, a couple prompt, prompting questions you can ask to get, you know, the juices flowing is the first one I wrote was, and this is actually from Rachel Hollis's podcast, so shout out to her. <laughs> When I think about this past year, the things that felt the hardest were dot, 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 and then you just start writing. Or when I think about this past year, I'm really disappointed about dot, dot, dot. Or when I think about this past year, I really wish dot, dot, dot. Um, And so I broke it out in three different sections and I just started writing for 30 minutes. And then at the end of it, you reflect on your past year, you, the, you review the past year, you reflect your the journal is your thoughts, obviously, and then refocus is um, setting those goals and then creating the action plan around it. So I thought that was helpful um, and give it a give it a try if, if you struggle with journaling and setting goals. And if you struggle with writing because you have terrible penmanship like mm-hmm. me, maybe you just type it out. That works too. Yeah, but there's a lot of studies and research that says it's actually more beneficial to actually write it out for your brain. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, you know way more than me on journaling, I suppose. Yeah. I'm just bad. Like, I did the other day, I was trying to write cursive, and I'm like, I'm forgetting how to, like, write the letters, mm-hmm. like a Z in cursive. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm kind of losing, crazy. I'm losing a lot of skills. I, I don't, don't even... Do they teach it anymore? The last time I even wrote, tried to write cursive was probably years ago. 
Well, I like sign my name like on a check or something, but it's completely unlegible. Even when I sign my name, it's really not cursive. <laughs> no, I'm, it's a bunch of gibberish. We're making up words now. It's nonsense. Uh, we'll kick so, it off. Yeah, number one. Do you want to start? Sure. Number one, leave behind predicting the future. So leave behind this habit, not saying... Do people really predict the future? I don't, I'm, that's, I'm confused. So not saying you can't make plans or set goals, but don't expect things to unfold perfectly if you're a perfectionist out there, um, as you've predicted. Obviously, this year has shown us <laughs> that nothing is really going to go as planned and everything can change like that. Um, I, when that's a, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of, obviously, like we plan things here and we set goals here, but to be fluid with it, I guess, is the key. Like, to not be so rigid, and to your point, like, I'm not a perfectionist, clearly. You guys hear me talk and see the stuff I do. Uh, I try to do the best I can, but if something doesn't go completely perfect, I don't freak out about it. Right. But. I'm the opposite. <laughs> so, for If me, you, like, rake the yard and there's, like, two leaves, oh, like, oh, look at these two. I'm like. Oh. I was doing it yesterday, and I had to stop myself. I think I went back three times because the wind started to increase and I thought I was done picking up all the, raking all the leaves. And then I went on a bike ride and I came back and there was a lot more leaves and I, I get so anal about things like that. So what they suggest is adopt this habit of planning to adapt, go back and look at your resolutions. If you're a resolution or a goal setter you made for 2020 and let that be a reminder to be humble, expect the un unexpected and prepare your mindset for the road back uh, this year because it's obviously going to have it's going to be full of twists and turns and you just have to learn to embrace that and uh, adapt as you go through the year yeah I mean if if 2020 taught you anything it's to be willing to I guess adapt and move and shift and uh, the word we use a lot is just pivot I guess because nothing uh, tends to go as planned so if you are a perfectionist, I would urge you to, in terms of how this article is, leave it behind, if you will. And don't uh, don't go super crazy if something doesn't go exactly the way that you want it to in your business, in your personal life, especially if it's in fitness. We set these concrete goals, and I think that's one of the biggest issues. In There's a lot of issues in health and fitness, and, and honestly, in any industry or profession. But when I look at it, People will say, well, you know, in 90 days, I have to be here. And so many things can happen, obviously, in nine days, let alone 90 days, especially if you guys do have a job and you do have kids and there's going to be roadblocks and bumps. And if you don't end up exactly where you want to be, do not beat yourself up over it. Easier said than done. <laughs> but people do it all the time and they're like, well, yeah. Jeremy, I'm like, you guys understand like there's so many factors and variables that go into everything let alone like well i'm going to try to get you know this dress size or this pant size or i'm not going to drink or i'm not going to do this if your goal is to not drink for 90 days and you're a person who drank every day and during that 90 days you you messed up and you drank two times would that not be a great success it's, it's still a huge win but yet your brain is focused on like these these two terrible things let alone like not the other 88 days where you were perfect it's what's I'm going to say this here. I'm clearly not a perfectionist. We put out so much content here. And a lot of times I'll write an email and we write, I've written at least three emails every single week for 11 years in a row, I think. Some weeks it's five. Now, 
there's going to be some misspellings. And I'm not even talking about punctuation because I don't even know how that works. And I'll spell a word wrong or I'll use the wrong there. And somebody will message me of like an email that's a thousand words. Or hey, I will. Or you will. <laughs> oh, you spelled this wrong. I'm like, that's cool. I'm all to try to keep improving. But the point is, is that 999 words were perfect. Mm-hmm. One word was off. I'm not going to sit and focus on the one word. I'm like, you got the message. And anybody that does this for a living or puts, um, you know, has like a a following and on social media or an e-newsletter, whatever content creator, um, they understand that it is so difficult, um, especially when you're putting out so much content like you do to even, even me on my Instagram, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize like I would review it and edit it. And then maybe an hour later, I finally catch an error and it's just, it's really hard to manage sometimes. So if you're the perfectionist person, just, it's okay. I would rather have you just, you know, be free and create and flow through it. And if something doesn't work out exactly as planned, do not just, don't yeah. be your own worst enemy. And Life I, is hard enough as it is. I'm learning that. Like my, I just found out. So my temporary assignment with work is ending next week and they were, trying to extend me um, because there's a gap of time before I most likely would cover for another team member and I just found out last week that they can't keep me on extend me so I have to wait till the next assignment and I'm waiting for those dates Um, so it was disappointing but at the same time it's like I knew I knew going into it that this would be a possibility and it's frustrating for me because I'm a planner and I do like to predict the future, but I, I'm learning to embrace it. And like the article mentioned, it's just this year is going to be full of, it's a recovery year for a lot of businesses, for life. And so it's going to be full of twists and turns and it's not just going to be a smooth um, timeline back to normal. Yes, I believe it's taken longer than mm-hmm. all of us want with everything. And on a side note, I'm a I'm a fan of if you're a person, since we're talking about this anyway, the predicting the future and the planning and the goal setting, it's the New Year's resolutions. Everybody, it's the new year, the new you. I don't, you know, uh, really subscribe to that because it's not, nothing magically changes for me at midnight. I go, but if it does prompt you guys to set goals, I am, I'm all on board with that. And if we're going statistically speaking here on, uh, New Year's resolutions and the goals. I believe the stats that I pulled up was, I believe only 8% of people actually keep uh, their resolutions and 80% of them fail by February, typically. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there, just keep that number in mind. Let's try to be the 8% and not the 80% who punted. And typically it's, obviously lack of self-discipline is a huge one, but I'm a fan of having a goal and a community and a coach. And if you obviously, if you don't want to join a program and you're not going to get a coach, that's fine, but just have an accountability partner and have some, you know, awesome circle of people you're surrounded with that will help you. Cause it is so hard to do it by yourself, even an accountability group. I mean, there's, it's difficult for me and I, I just, I don't see, I props to, to those people that can, you know, set goals and, and do it completely on their own without any help and support. So. Well, in the other stuff I can find, like the the most popular New Year's resolutions are obviously exercise, get in shape, I think is about 20%. Mm, 
you know, quote, and these are the, there's, there's their phrasing, diet to lose weight is 18%, uh, save money is 15%, eat healthier in general, 12%, and then some other form of self-care is like 5% of people. And those are like the most popular ones, and they tend to be the hardest things uh, for people to do. So that's why I say if you can listen to things that reinforce what you're trying to do and just constantly flood your brain and have it around you every single day and the example I get like obviously exercise and eat right is not on my list it's what I do every single day but I'm also surrounded by it so it's it'd be ridiculous for me not to when we were trying to pay off our house you know that might kind of equate to the save money one I literally listened to two like Dave Ramsey podcast every single day mm -hmm. for like four hours a day and it is super repetitive but it just reinforced what I was doing like people would call in, like they're getting out of debt, they're paying off their house. It's just like you feel like this sense of like this almost tribalism, I guess, because other people are doing it. And so, if, well, shit, if they can do it, I can do it. And in the days where you feel like you want to veer off, they kind of hold you accountable to, you know, stay the course. Just want to share that. Yeah. And I, uh, back to like goal setting, if you struggle with goal setting, just make sure, I'm sure a lot of you have heard the acronym for SMART goals. So, Make sure that when you are writing out your goals that they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And that way um, you are specific and you have a clear, a clear goal and a plan of action that will get you to those results. And I think if I just add one thing, it has to mean something to you. Mm -hmm. You have like, to truly want to change or make, you know, accomplish it, achieve it. Well, and people would, will, and it's always arbitrary. Like for here, and I use fitness as an example because oh, this is what we do. Uh, I want to be fit. What does that even mean? Like, what does fit mean? Like, we all have a, it's a general mm -hmm. idea, but what my idea of fit might differ from yours. And the guy who's 400 pounds, it might differ from me. I want to eat healthy. Well, what does that mean? And you have to unpack that and remember remember your why or why why do you want this and figure out what that looks like to you um and be clear and it needs to cut, realistic it too. has to cut deep mm -hmm. like there has to be a pain point like is there some emotion for me anyway to any goals i really accomplish i have to really give a shit like there has to be some emotional connection to it not just people just i need i want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year i want to be a millionaire well, why like, what is the, what is the importance of that? What will it, what does it do for you? What does it really change? Like, why would you care if you go from a size eight to a size six? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the, what is the reason where on the days where you're tired and it's cold and you're pissed off and 14 things went wrong, you're still going to stay the course with how you eat. You're still going to save money, even though like you usually do this with it, you're going to stick it out even when it's not comfortable mm -hmm. and there has to be something there and for you guys and, and I can't say what it is for you I have my own things but you have to find that for you and that's going back to journaling that I think it, it comes out really clear um, your thoughts and you can write down really specific goals if you do a journaling exercise so I highly suggest it help me out <laughs> boom number two leave behind Letting your phone rule your day. Stop scrolling. I feel like I say that at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still working on this one. Um, but also, you know, if you're you're working at your job and a lot of us are working remotely and it's every ring, ding, ping, 
or you want to look at a like or a comment or a video is distract is totally distracting you from focusing and is taking away so much energy from the brain that could be used on productive tasks. So what they suggest is adopt setting yourself up for success, adopt phone-free habits at least for the first hour of your day to help you set up the day for success. And we've all heard, and I know we've mentioned this a lot on the podcast, is in the morning, you know, have a good routine, whether it's, you know, meditating, journaling, exercising, um, hydrating, eating a healthy meal, reading something inspiring, but finding those daily rituals that really work for you is the game changer. And I've had to work on my morning routine a lot. And the more consistent I am, the better off, the more productive I am for that day. And even this morning when I was journaling and writing out my goals, I made sure I had my phone in the other room in the kitchen. It was plugged in. And so I could just focus because I have a hard time focusing. <laughs> well, if you keep it around you all the time, it sucks you into like this Instagram or YouTube vortex where you get down a rabbit hole and it's like these things are... And you waste so much time. They're built to keep you there. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so successful and that's why they work and... I don't want to get off topic, but you see people get so enamored and it's like they live more in that world than what I would call the real world. Which is really sad and I've definitely (laughs) had those moments and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm wasting my life away. And I, I get it because it's weird. Like more people know like me and you and hear us through these platforms than real life. Like, I talk to more people on this podcast in a day than I'm ever going to meet in my whole life. Like, that's the crazy thing. And, like, if I do a a video on Instagram, more people watch that than I'm going to meet in, like, I don't know how many months or years. Mm -hmm. So it's like that becomes people's reality because they're sucked into it so long. And when you look at your screen time, and I'm not judging anybody. Do what makes you happy. But if your screen time is, like, five hours a day and you don't do this for work, and that's not counting, like, your work hours – what the hell are you doing? Yeah. It's not a healthy practice. And then you wonder why you're not achieving your goals or you're not getting what you want out of your life. So my advice would be if you're going to use it, just really be diligent about it. And like anything else in your life, if it's a bad habit that's detracting from what you want to do, just set parameters and some rules about it. Like I always keep my phone in the bathroom. I don't ever look at it in bed except when I wake up to return emails. Like, but I, and I do that because I want to get rid of my inbox. Like that process works for me. For some people it sucks them in, but I'd rather like, I hate, first of all, like when I look at my phone, if I have 66 emails, it, I get anxiety. It bothers me. Heather might let her roll to like a thousand. She can do it that way. I can't. I go, so that's how I do it. So, but I did see like, I think it was Matthew McConaughey. He's like, I don't look at my phone for the first hour of the day or Mm -hmm. something like that so you just have to find the process that works for you Um, I tend to do it early in the day and punt it later in the day so when I go home I try to just be done with it Mm -hmm. really just because I'm like I'm just I guess I get over it it wears me out by the end of the day number three leave behind over scheduling so during the pandemic apparently the number of meetings increased 30 13% according to some research from Harvard and New York University. The workday obviously was getting longer for many. Um, The combination of longer hours without breaks, plus the interruptions of, you know, setting up those meetings, attending those virtual meetings just can be 
a drag on productivity. So what they're suggesting is adopt editing your workday ruthlessly, take back control over work, overwork and over scheduling, which can help you be more productive. So a helpful tip is start setting aside predetermined times for meetings each week. This habit keeps you from enduring um, disruptions caused by the back and forth of emailing to schedule a meeting and breaking your focus on whatever your task you are working on um, to attend. And time blocking is huge. So when you leave enough slack in your schedule for occasional disruptions and changes throughout the day, throughout the day it can be really effective. And then this will allow you to free up some time to prioritize other important activities in your day, such as family time, exercise. This is what I wrote, grocery shopping versus grabbing fast food, you know, enjoying a hobby you like. So that way you're really getting the most out of your day and uh, you're not getting trapped in work um, and just not having enough time for the things that you want to do outside of work. At first I thought, <laughs> at first I thought we wrote, uh, schedule time to grab fast food. I'm like, this list is bullshit. No. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to me that there would be more meetings now than ever. I hate meetings. I almost say no to everybody in every meeting. I don't work in corporate America, clearly. Uh, and if I do a meeting, I'm like, we can do it for like seven minutes. I don't need to sit on the phone for 30 minutes or an hour. I think because so much has changed and these companies have had to adapt and... Oh, your protocols and stuff, your so guides. So they just, it's insane. like constantly new changes one after you know it's like one week it's this and then it can change the next week and so they're constantly putting meetings on your calendar I mean I I had noticed that as well and you're not getting together in person for like one large team meeting so then it's okay let's do meetings every week on the phone or through teams or uh, zoom and, and it's just it's just a lot right now yeah, I would say just really I'm a fan of uh, just blocking time for all the stuff that I do. And I try not to multitask because I'm not that talented. So if I'm going to do just like email returns, I just do email returns. I don't go between uh, Instagram and then YouTube comments and then talk to somebody here. I literally just kind of block out. Here's what I'm going to do. Section one, section two, section three. And I give myself a certain amount of time to do it. And they can bleed over a little bit. But I try to always stay and do one task and then almost like the, you know, snowball effect. I work on the most important things and I kind of work my way down through them and try not to get, again, just like the phone stuff, not get distracted by crazy things. And plan out, for you guys, plan the time like when, about when you're probably going to eat or if, you're, mm -hmm. if you know the grocery store takes this amount of time. Because people, it's where we don't manage that. We manage mm -hmm. our work life, but not our personal life. That should life. be your whole life. Like I just typed out this morning, I've been really productive this morning, my 47-day, because our 47-day our program starts tomorrow, so I wrote out, plus I'm I'm ending my work assignment and waiting for the next one, so I have this weird gap of time, and so I want to mini, make sure... Mini retirement. <laughs> yeah. It's a golden era. Mm-hmm. Trying to be positive, and I just created a new schedule for myself you know, listing out Monday through Sunday and being very specific, like wake up at this time, meditate, work out at JSF, walk JC, work in the office, lunch, you know, and just be specific. And 
that has really helped me. I also schedule a lot on my Outlook calendar, which I've always mentioned too on uh, other podcasts. And I will plan out my week usually on Monday morning and I will list out everything, not just work schedule, but I'll list errands I have to run or this day, you know, I'm at JSF. The next day I'm going to do an outdoor workout, like a run. And so that has really helped me throughout the years. Yeah, I think you guys just make sure you you don't wear yourself too thin. And schedule time for self-care and yeah. know rest. What your, know what your bandwidth is. Mm-hmm. Like certain people can take on a lot. Other people can't take on as much. Some people can operate good um, in chaos. Some people can operate good on, you know, less sleep. Some people can operate good, you know, on not as much food. Just you have to really know you know, what you can handle mm-hmm. in, until what your breaking point is. And sometimes you don't know until you obviously you, you reach there, it one yeah. day. Uh, and then the same thing with the workouts. Like even my schedule has shifted a lot. I'll do a podcast on like my training schedule because I know some of you guys have been asking for it. But it's just shifted the days of the week where I, I train, you know, super hard and the days where I take it a little bit easier and the days where I do have to load. And it's it takes me working around my work schedule and life schedule to make everything fit. Uh, the best way I can. And it's tough to do if you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and you're like, oh, saying yes to everything, which um, I've never done. Heather used to be not the best at that. Yeah, I was more of a people pleaser. I definitely had a long stage of people pleasing in my life. And then I finally said enough is enough. Well, because you always Heather would fi- comes first. <laughs> well, you'd always find like you would do it. And then like you would have this like, this like meltdown. I'm like, you can't keep doing this for everybody. Because then you suffer. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the point is... And it's knowing your personality type. Like, you're extremely introverted. I'm, like, what they call, like, an ambivert, which is, like, a mixture of introvert and extrovert. And so I need to find that that good balance for myself in different ways than you. Like, I can do a little bit more... Be a little bit more social, things like that. Um, but then... I also love to be alone and be independent and need my my downtime and I have to protect that. Yes, as do you all. So just really just take an inventory and kind of audit what your entire schedule looks like. And the last thing I'd say in terms of, you know, we were talking over scheduling, but just really see like where your time goes, how it's diversified through the course of your day. And that's the beauty of fitness. It doesn't take three hours a day to be fit mm-hmm. and you're spending so much other time and I'm not trying to rag on anybody but if you are watching full seasons of shows on Netflix but you're finding it hard to find time to exercise or do mobility or eat right you're kind of full of shit mm-hmm. and you, you have to hear that and I'm not trying to offend anybody but it's the truth like watching TV or watching football on Sunday for seven straight hours is not important if you're not fit and feeling good and you have other areas of your life that are struggling. You can punt some of these luxury things. I'm not saying give up escapism. You all need downtime to relax. But just look at the percentage of time you're spending in all these areas. And usually for me, if I see something in my life start to struggle, or for business even, for example, if I'm not spending a certain amount of time doing it, it tends to kind of go to the wayside. Mm -hmm. When I put more time and energy into it, you do better with it. It's the same way... You get in shape, it's the same way you pay off debt, it's the same way you graduated college, it's the same way you got married. Mm-hmm. You spent time with this person. 
you did it like when you first start dating somebody it's like it's all you think about it's what you do like you're super nice to them then you get married and it changes but before that what are you trying to say it just changes a little bit it gets better just like fine wine <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but i'm saying like you 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 give them all your attention like you learn things about them you listen to them when they talk you don't just ignore them and that's why you you know you end up building this bond in the relationship and you get married. It's the same thing with every other area of your life. When you don't give it the attention it needs, it's, it's like, going to suffer. Exactly. And, and just audit your life, audit your schedule, audit last year and f- really pay attention and highlight those areas where you weren't happy. And because of it was just too much or it was draining your time and it wasn't working and serving you, then make changes now it's a new year and you learn from last year and and don't keep repeating it uh, number four this is a good lead way into this one leave behind blending everything another new pandemic norm or at least for now or depending on what restrictions are in place in your state is total convergence of work and home life especially for those workers who had to switch to 100 percent remote so like sudden, suddenly families and others who live in the same home were under obviously one roof um, for this past year and blending the work time with school and leisure activities is just so much and we hear it from our people and our friends that have kids and and uh, it's it's just I feel awful for a lot of people because even my neighbor with What's, her three kids I'm just like was it, tra- was it Travis is that his name mm-hmm. he- <laughs> oh, poor guy and I would see him oh my god Travis our neighbor so um, he so yeah because like I just met him for the first time. Mm-hmm. How many? How long have they lived there? Um, a year? No, longer than a year. <laughs> so I met my neighbors living across the street from me for like ever. But I get up super early and he's like, oh, sometimes I'd see your car. And I would sometimes see his vehicle, but it's pitch black. Obviously, it's just four o'clock in the morning. He'd drop his kid off at like football practice when they would have it or he would go work out early. But he's telling us a story. He would sit in his office with a headset on for nine hours a day. Or he would come out on the front porch to get to be outside. But it's, they have three kids. Three kids all, you know, having to do school. And I um, I remember, like, seeing him. And that wasn't even part of his job, but he had to, he had to like, cover for somebody or something like that. And so everybody is dealing with something, and it's, it's obviously bleeding into this year as well. So, um, for example, you know, another... Another example is maybe you used to attend like a yoga class or fitness class in person and now you're attending it virtually because in your state those facilities can't be open Um, and you used to, you know, walk out feeling so energized and just like recharged and ready for the day because you like were able to go in person and get that done and and now it's, it's totally different. So now you're trying to do the same class via video and it's not giving you the same benefits because you have you know your kids yelling in the background your husband's outside mowing you have all these distractions and you just feel like you have no me time so again I would suggest yes you can go for a walk a hike a bike ride or a run however I love all of those and do them frequently but I even I just need the social the community aspect and also the motivation of having like a group training environment is so important for me. And I, I used to play sports growing up. So having that feeling of being a part of a team and like showing up for practice, like I just love that still in my life. 
And so I know it's been really difficult for a lot of you guys out there. And um, it's just, it's sad, but we will get back to it. And um, just try to focus on what you can do to help yourself. Yoga would be terrible. I know. I just thought of that. I know. Like doing yoga at your house with your kids and your dog. I mean, some people, that if would... you have a really great space. Yeah, but you'd have to like lock your kids like. Yeah. I'm talking like yoga. Like when you, you mean to really be focused. Yeah. Like so Mike was, so one of our guys here just had meniscus uh, surgery and he can't uh, obviously do all the patterns, but he goes, I still went to yoga anyway because he's a diehard yogi. And he goes, I literally just laid there. Because mm-hmm. it was quiet. Otherwise, he's going to have to go home. He has that little dog. Mm-hmm. They have the big dog. He has his wife and they have his two kids. He's not going to like watch a video and like be able to meditate and chill. Shavasana. There's just no way. And I just thought about that. I'm like, that's the first time I've thought about this whole time. Doing yoga virtually with your whole family in the house would be terrible. You could go me. to a park, um, but it's hard. It's like the same. winter in so many areas. Yeah. Um, and so even here, like then you go to the dog park and it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, it would be tough for me, I think for sure. Fitness, it's a little bit better, but no, the human connection, I said it the other day. I'm like, if I couldn't do this, like with people, I would have so, I would have had no fun this year. Mm-hmm. This would have just sucked. So what they suggest is adopt setting more boundaries. It's time to set clear boundaries so you can tend to your own needs, take care of your physical and mental well-being. You can't keep making withdrawals from your energy bank without replenishing them and still remain healthy. So work on incorporating structure into your days to make time for life's demands. Easier said than done, I know. But if you can ask for help when you need it, set a time when work ends and avoid gravitating back to your desk in the evenings because it's so easy. I know how it is, but I've worked remotely for gosh, majority of my career. So I, uh, learned that early on that you have to set those clear boundaries, but it's hard because now a lot of people have more work and not like where our team was on a short work week. And so you have more work, less time, and it's just hot mess express. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't have like a dedicated spaces because now the spaces become multi-use, mm-hmm. which sucks. Like, so if your office is your office, but now that becomes your workout yeah. room too, and then that's where your, too much. your kids come hang out. It uh, helps me so much coming up here and like working mm-hmm. in this office sometimes if I don't want to be in my home office. Changing up the environment, maybe go to a coffee shop, um... I think I always need a place to go, like from or my, from go my, from or my ask house. you know if you like if you have a friend or a family member that has like a better setup like maybe that is something you could try for at least like a day or a couple of days a week. Yeah, and when I th- when I think of boundaries for me, it's just literally the timing of stuff. Like where if I'm gonna work out, this is my workout time, and I'll snap a picture for you guys here or there of like maybe doing mobility or if we're deadlifting or something just to. You know, because people ask kind of weird questions, but I don't check emails when I train. I'm not replying back to people when I actually train because I'm just, I'm in it. And I'm like, this is my, you know, 42 minutes. This is my 61 minutes. This is my 28 minutes of me just doing my thing. And work's not going to get in the way. And I have the luxury of obviously locking the door here and not letting anybody in, which is super helpful just to say, hey, this is not the time for email. This is not the time for podcast. This is just my time to do this. And really, when you can get concrete with those blocks, you stop them kind of bleeding over. Because, again, I'm like anybody else. I could work 
20 hours a day every day because when it's your own business, obviously, it's never ending. And even most of you guys do corporate stuff. The emails always come, the phone calls always come, the work always comes. But you just have to set like a hard stop. Mm-hmm. When you're done with it, it's over for the day or, or for the, you Like know. put it on your Outlook calendar, whatever you use, mm-hmm. Google Calendar, and say slot in a time like at 5 o'clock or whenever your workday ends and say stop working. Because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Number five, leave behind isolating excessively. Even the most introverted person, mm-hmm. like a Jeremy, has had it with isolation. What does that mean? Lonely, loneliness was already at an all-time high before the pandemic and also carries, you know, real health risks. Mm-hmm. After a while, you know, being isolated can become its own habit, especially fostering connection in a socially distanced society isn't easy as it used to be. So what they're suggesting is adopting, finding new ways to connect. Uh, Quarantining (laughs) doesn't have to mean... I don't want to interrupt you, but anytime I see the word loneliness, now this is totally inappropriate. I I think of Michael Scott when he's talking to Jim in the office. He's like, it's it's not the horniness, Jim. (laughs) It's it's the loneliness that gets me. Mm -hmm, I remember that part. That has nothing to do with this podcast, but... He's like so he's the office number one fan like i just someday you're gonna need to meet the whole cast or something maybe we'll get uh you know creed on the podcast or something he can watch i literally think he's probably watched the office every single day this past year uh for years we've done that. yeah but like most recently i think because of it just puts you in a good mood yeah it does it's always funny and i thank love god, the office but thank god for our, my dog you have like an obsession though with it it's a great show my point is, I didn't really have a point, actually. Can, so you can think, continue. he interrupted me, so here we go. Adopt finding new ways to connect. <laughs> Quarantining. Doesn't have to mean losing contact with others. Use the new year to make the excuse to text or call those friends or family members that you really need to catch up with. Or go take a visit if you feel comfortable. Set a time aside. Set time aside Dude, on- are you still buzzing right now? No. Because you're reading kind of a little bit. Uh, I am? Yeah. I mean, your writing might be good, but your reading's kind of a little off today. Really? <laughs> messing with you, dude. God, you're messing up my flow. Set aside time on a weekend night and use that wow, as you're... a standing date to remotely chat with friends Please or family. Please don't talk like that. It's like really annoying. <laughs> okay. Continue. No, you can finish because apparently <laughs> you do it so much better. Like, why do you even have me on the podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, I wonder sometimes. You're bugging me. I'm going to start laughing because I'll just read. <laughs> do a presentation night. This one, I'm like, what don't is that read even that one. Mean? I don't know. I think we're... Do a presentation night. Okay, so if you have some friends, you invite them over, you do a PowerPoint, right? That's like, that sounds super nerdy, but I don't know why it's on there. I thought thought it was like game night at first. Yeah. Well, that's how I kind of thought too, but apparently not. Cook a simple recipe together each week. Video call from your kitchen. We we actually did that for your work. Our work team call. They did like over the holidays, a cookie recipe baking. That's real. That's really complex. Find the time to get outside every day. Breathe fresh air. Chat with your neighbors, which. I've been doing a lot of. <laughs> oh, yeah. I met a neighbor, too. So and it helps having a dog because you can... And we have a little dog park in our neighborhood. So it's like For gets sure. you out and about. And you... We always see our 
the dog people, the dog neighbors, um, and talk to them. And it's just great to have that social time. Did we cover that first one? Set aside time on a week, weekend night and use that as a standing date to remotely chat with friends or family on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do, if you, if that's what you guys are into, like I hate FaceTime. It does. It kind of bugs me out. I'm not a fan of it, but it's great. It's so true. Like I've tried to FaceTime with him. Like if I'm, it's weird. Like in my old life when I'd travel. You'd be like, hey, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you, can just, you can just call me. It's fine. You're super awkward. <clears throat> it's just strange. Well, because you look, all you do is look at yourself. Oh, I know. And you don't I, even look at me. Mm-hmm. You're like looking at yourself. I'm like, it's hard for me. I'm so distracted by myself. It's weird. I will say I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, I don't like long phone calls and stuff. I mean, my dad, I talk to, cause I don't talk to him that often. So if we do talk, it's usually for like an hour or more. Um, but with my friends, I do, we do text a lot. Like just either inappropriate stuff Group or funny, text. yeah, funny mm-hmm. things I find about like whether it's you know our interests are all the same like basketball or rap music or the UFC and or just like memories mm-hmm. and of shit we had and so I'm pretty good at doing that and you know sometimes it's a big group and sometimes it's just hey this person resonates with this or I thought of this person and we do share a lot of those things which is it's been nice because I haven't seen a ton of my friends for like so long and you know it's been it's hard on friendships this whole thing. Not just like family relationships, but like friendships. Well, and if if your friends have different um, comfort levels mm-hmm. of like with the pandemic stuff or... Um, it just can be awkward and... Difficult. I'm not talking politics, but if you have friends who have different beliefs in those ways, you're seeing people take these, you know, polarizing stances and maybe it makes you guys uncomfortable and it's just a weird... It just, I do think people not being together makes it... Even worse. Yeah, well, because you, I think it... Worse de- in the sense, like, mentally. And I think it dehumanizes people. That's why, and again, I don't want to get on the social media rant. I love social media. It's been an amazing gift for me in my life, and it's allowed me to meet people and see things and do things and make money and all this awesome stuff. But what it does, it it, it dehumanizes you as a person. Like, where I think sometimes people forget that the person that you are arguing with or saying mean things about or talking shit about is a human being. Like, it's somebody's mom, it's their dad, it's their brother. Like, they have feelings all the same, too. Like, where, and again, don't feel bad for me. People talk shit about me every day on my own stuff, which is fine. But he comes home and cries to me, like, every night. Yeah, I'm literally, like, (laughs) super depressed every day. It's terrible. You guys are ruining my life. But, like, they'll do that. But you would never, I've never had anybody come into this space and talk shit to me and say they hate me and think I'm terrible. And, you know, but the internet is the equivalent to that. Like, Jeremy Scott Fitness on Instagram is just like Jeremy Scott Fitness, the business here. The same thing. One's digital, one's in person. You don't have to see me there. You don't have to follow me and watch me, but you're going to say things that are less than positive about me in that space because it dehumanizes us. The less that we're Mm -hmm. together and connected and the further we're apart. It adds fuel to the fire. It just becomes weird. So the, the more you guys can be like stay connected, even in that, you know, kind of weird digital way in a positive setting, I do think is beneficial to everybody. And when you do feel comfortable, even if it's outside or whatever your thing is, just be around people. Even if it's, even, I'll put, I'll say it this way. When we first, like in, when it was a March and April and everyone was like, oh, you know, thought it was going to be crazy and like everybody was going to die. Like we all kind of thought that. And so nobody left the house. And, you know, as you learn more, people get more comfortable and they do stuff. We had people come over to our house at whatever point it was in our backyard. These are like our closest friends, mm-hmm. but we were super far apart. And I thought it was super weird, 
but even that it still helped oh my god it's mm-hmm. a million times better than not doing it and if you can do that if if it's six feet or ten feet or whatever the hell feet it is you're just going to feel so much better as mm-hmm. a human being because without it it's just a really sad and i'm a robot mutant it's a really sad thing and so the more you can do whether it's texting or calling or setting the dates or doing it distance however you need to um I think it's important because it's, it's gone on way too long. 100%. Number six. Number six. Leave behind clinging to what's not working. If you don't honestly assess what's not working and letting it go, it's going to continue to resurface and prevent you from creating new habits and achieve goals to be your happier, healthier, and most successful self. This means facing your fears, being 100% honest with yourself, facing the sadness, which this was coming out a lot in my journaling and just be honest. And it was like super emotional, which in therapeutic. And I, again, I'm just going to keep mentioning as I feel like it's really going to help me, um, with certain things. So, and they also mentioned, um, you know, other than in addition to facing your fears, shame, setbacks, and begin to come to terms with it so you can change it. Managing transitions, including those um, that come in 2021, happens in three phases, which I really like this. So number one is the long goodbye, mourning the past and ritually marking that it's not coming back. Number two is the messy middle, shedding old habits and developing new ones, adapting to what's happening now. And lastly, the new beginning, unveiling the new you. Do you want to read the adopt? Adapt, making time for better <laughs> habits. That's my like voiceover reading voice. If I you hope can tell. people give you feedback on that. I this podcast is probably gonna blow up now because I sound so much more professional. Oh, I keep hitting the chair. Sorry, guys. Do you see? This I need is, to. This is what I I'm keep crossing with. my legs. I need to move the chair next time. Anyways, making time for better habits. As you let go of loss habits or whatever is creating the drag on your progress. You find a ritual to acknowledge it. So you write it down. You burned it in a fire, which you told me today, which I've never done that before. I know. And I kind of felt weird. But after reading this, I was like, I'm going to try it. So I wrote out the habits that I want to drop in 2021. Yeah, in 2021. And I burned it because we actually had a fire last night. So it was actually really convenient because we already had the. It's like symbolic, right? Basically like an effigy, like when people do things like that. Like for different uh, rituals. There's like research behind it that it actually can help you transition and move move on, move, let the past go and uh, form new better habits. Do, I mean, that's, well, I guess like when you watch, I guess that's happened like for the history of They time. do it a lot in like movies and, or like a letter, they you know. They do it in sports a lot. Like when like LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami, like they would burn the LeBron jerseys. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's, yeah. that's not the same Reminds kind of Reminds of like Friday Night Lights. Remember that, that season where they burn the the old jerseys because well because they switched schools right mm-hmm. like east dillon to west dillon maybe if you guys don't watch friday night lights you should check it out oh, at some point i love that show i need to rewatch it oh no that's cool though it all makes sense to me uh yeah obviously if there's things that are holding you back you need to let that go and that can be anything that's part of our transformation program that's what we do i mean if it's you know obviously physically mentally spiritual emotionally things that are are dragging you down. I always just call it like update your technology. Like you just can't hold on to stuff from the past, man. And shit's going to happen. The way that I look at it, obviously 2020 and every year, basically like there's no, 
you're wherever where you go basically unscathed but if something happens to you and knocks you down on like a tuesday if we came back to your house on a friday and you're still laying there like that's a problem like things are going to happen but you just have to literally let them go and then there's like a phase in there where you are recovering and then you got just got to get your ass back up man and you just got to keep moving forward that's still that's the only option and upgrade keep working hard to upgrade yourself to become that next version because you're always going to be a work in progress not like you just stop at some point in your life like you should always try to keep moving forward and working on yourself to be the best possible version yeah. I mean, I think the phrase is like, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I kind of believe that. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you become stagnant and it, you don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's it, my friends. Uh, I want to read one thing. Well, what are your goals, Heather? You got some goals this year? Anything you want to share? I have a lot of goals. What's one an important goal for 2021? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Okay. Well, What's me, your goal? Let me read this too, just to be an amazing husband. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's a great. That was a great answer on the spot. I'm quick. I don't believe it. You think I'm, you think my goal is to be a bad husband? Like what no, I'm just saying it didn't really sound. It's on one of my like posts. You're taking it serious. It's on one of my post-its here. To be a good dog owner. Hold on, I'm gonna read this. All right, I shared this the other day, um, actually on my Instagram, and I think it's important, and I wanted to leave it with you guys. Um, actually, I think I wrote read some of it yesterday but anyways to my real goals honestly I really I'm just going to try to be positive with every situation that comes my way this year and not let anything overly stress me so the goal is like no matter what it is just look at it assess it and just don't make it bigger than it is one of my top goals is stop holding myself back I like that Mm -hmm. actually a lot just because last year, if I'm being completely honest, there was probably like five days where I'm like, you just felt like this overwhelmingness, like kicking the nuts, like not hard to breathe, but you just, I just felt like terrible. I'm like, this is just the worst. Cause it felt like there was so much to manage and to chew on and to navigate because things are changing so quickly and moving. And if it just made doing this not fun anymore. And I've said that for a long time, like if I wake up for you know, so many days in a row, um, and I'm not having fun. I, I don't want to do it. And I felt that way a couple of days and it just was, it wasn't ideal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to read this really quick. I don't know if I read it yesterday or not, but either way, um, I, uh, posted the uh, message from Trent Shelton, obviously on my Instagram. And then I paired it with this that I wrote a long time ago. And I think to start 2021, it's ideal for everybody. And many of you have heard me say it before. We've done it on, you know, different podcasts and I've done it on YouTube videos and I've done it in speeches that I do to uh, corporations just to tie into everything. But the quote is, we're all messed up, all of us. Not a single one of us is perfect. And that's the blueprint. And the true beauty is obviously in the flaws. Embrace the fact that you're flawed like the rest of us. And let's face it, we're not as cool as Matthew McConaughey in a car commercial. No matter how hard I try, I still look like a nerd driving my Honda to work every single day. And we all know deep down that we can't be perfect, but in the world of Facebook and Instagram, how often do you compare your life to someone else's? You compare your life to their highlight reel and their photos and their videos and how fit they are and the clothes they wear and their body and their car and their house and their relationships. 
but perfect is fake, even on Instagram. And trust me on this when I say it, you guys, I know enough people that it's all bullshit. Uh, perfect is boring. Perfect is not real. Perfect does not exist. And in my life and my body and my car and my relationships with anybody are far from perfect on any level. And I'm just as as crazy and messed up, you know, inside and out as they come. But the flaws are what makes it exciting and the flaws are what make us grow and they make it frustrating and they make it fun, but they also make it real and they make us real. And so as you head into another year and another week and another month, I ask you guys to just kind of own your flaws and embrace how weird and messed up and strange uh, you really are deep down because we're all the same way. And if you don't, you're just kind of living a lie. And I think it really does hold you back from being the person that you can be. And, and honestly, I think it holds you back from being your happiest. And I personally would rather love my life, you know, and myself for being who I am, you know, as, as obsessive and as intense and, you know, uh, compulsive as my personality may be. I would rather do that than live this false version of who I'm, you know, truly supposed to be. And that's just my message to you guys as you kind of, you know, kick into 2021 and let go of the habits and the shit that uh, has been holding you back this long. Very well said. Mic drop. Boom. Uh, anything else, Dad? No, I'm good. That's it. So, again, you guys, if there's some stuff that has been bogging you down, this is the time to hopefully let it go and uh, just keep things moving forward in a positive direction in 2021. We're getting there for sure, even though... Uh, we started off the year with a little dumpster fire, but hey, yeah. that's uh, that's in the past now, and we're things are going to get better, We're everybody. moving forward for sure, but put yourself in the position to be successful and happy and do what is best for you, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and everywhere, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, just don't consume all the negative things that are surrounding you in the world, because if you do that, you'll always have the feeling that... The best days are behind us. You'll always feel like the sky is falling. You'll always feel like it's never going to get better. And that is not the truth and it's not the case. But if you were to listen and consume certain things, they would lead you to believe that. And that, my friends, is not how this year is going to roll for me and for you or anybody else. So, again, reminder, if you guys are on the podcast app on an iPhone, just stop and drop this bad boy a five-star. Leave a couple comments. Share this with a friend or fan member if you think it can help them. And a reminder, if you guys do want to try Athletic Greens, hit me up. We'll send you a free pack to your house to try on us at no charge. And if you really want to get down with it, we'll get you five free travel packs and a full year supply of vitamin D3 with your first order, which is pretty amazing because you know how important A, greens are, but how important vitamin D is to your life and your immune system, especially during this season of life. And also, if you guys want to try the exact CBD uh, Dream Sleep product I take, they're going to hook you up with three free nights. And then you can see for yourself. And again, if you want to get on it, I can always get you guys a 20% off discount code on the Beam site by just using the code Jeremy Scott or shoot me a message. I'm happy to uh, answer any questions on either of the products. They're both longtime sponsors of the podcast. And I believe in them and I take them myself every single day. And if I didn't think they could help you, I sure as hell wouldn't work with them. So I'm happy to help you guys in any way I can. Other than that, we'll probably pop on the podcast later this week. I got a bunch of other fun guests to get in here as we kind of move through this, you know, pandemic season of life. So I'll get these guys on as well, but I'll keep dragging Heather in here <laughs> as long as she can read and uh, say her words clearly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> moving Please. forward, since I speak so professionally and eloquently, I want someone to to match me on the podcast so get away from me like i don't want to hang out with you today and my friends that is marriage so if you're married you guys feel us so we appreciate you guys 
Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.